Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Tech Smash Bros. This is episode 31. Today um, I talk with David and we talk about um, a lot of things. I think it's been two weeks uh, since we caught up, so um, it was nice catching up. Anyway, in this episode we talked about um, should like Uber Eats, um, like food delivery systems, be a base necessity for people? Maybe this is a question that's particularly more relevant um, during down. So we talk about that um, food delivery system, whether it should be like a basic necessity. We also talk about um, abuse and a little bit about mental health. Um, we also then talk, um, when I say abuse, I don't mean like drug abuse. I mean more like um, like abuse in, like towards another, like violent abuse, whether it's like emotional or uh, physical, um, that sort of abuse. Um, so we talk about that a little bit. Um, uh, more we talk about like the definition of abuse I think so I think we just go into more into the weeds of, of, the, of the definition um, we also talk about how to make crispy pork belly I think that was a topic um, we also talk about exercising and then we also talk about David's first vaccine shot um, so that's it those are the topics hope you guys enjoy all right we're on the record welcome back how's it going been a while huh yeah, it has been. Only two weeks, really. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's been yeah last week there was a uh, a little bit of a family emergency. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Is everything okay? Oh uh, yeah, up? it's okay now. It was like we had originally planned to have um, like an Easter like lunch, and then that got pushed back because that morning or that afternoon, as we were getting ready to go my niece got um like burned with scalding hot coffee <gasps> so they were like how old is she she's three. Oh no poor girl yeah so we we're just trying to figure out like what to do next so originally we were going to do things at my parents house but then um that didn't work out because like they it was just it was just better for her for my niece to be at home as opposed to like having to like travel super distant super far distances after being like burned Mm-hmm. yeah well i hope she she's better now right I, I uh imagine. yeah she's she's doing better now okay oh i see well good to have family together is, is there this looks like your extended family is also in california huh um some, some of, of my family is here yeah like i have a lot of family yeah so i have some family here in the bay area and then i have some family in um Africa, but most of my family's here in the Bay Area. Right, right. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. Where was the extended family again? Was it Um my so yeah. my grandma lives in Oh my my family part of it my family's from Zimbabwe and then the Zimbabwe. other part of my family's from Ghana. Oh. Yeah. Oh Ghana. Don't they speak Portuguese? No, that's in Angola. Uh different. I don't know. I know there was Portuguese in, in Zimbabwe. So like my uh, nice. great, great, great grandfather was Portuguese. Really? On my, on my mom's side. Yeah. Interesting. That makes you like what? 10%? 15% Portuguese? Not even? No, Less? Not even. <laughs> Interesting. I think like maybe like an eighth. If at all. Eighth? That's a lot. That's like 12.5%. That isn't. I mean, I guess, but not anything to warrant getting like scholarships or like subsidies and stuff like that. You get you get scholarship and subsidies if you're Portuguese? No, but like they'll say like, oh, if you're like, you know, a quarter Native American, then you can get like, you can apply for this scholarship and potentially. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah, but there's I don't think there's any favorable subsidies for Portuguese that's European, right? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think there are. Uh, you know, I don't think they're favorable. Maybe in Portugal. In maybe in Portugal. Yeah, yeah maybe because then maybe you qualify for like a a national, not even a citizen. I don't even know what you'd be. Yeah, I don't but, know because yeah. it's like in Germany, right? Like you can, as an American citizen, you can go there and um, you can go to college for free in Germany. Oh, if you're yeah, but that's only if you're a citizen, I assume. Unless you have to like be German by blood as well. 
No, you don't have to be German. You just need to, like, if you're an American citizen, they have a program. Because my aunt was trying to get me to go there after I was done with my undergrad um, to do my... Um, a master's? Yeah, do a master's. But, like, I really wasn't trying to go to Germany. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. What about now? Would you go to Germany now? Uh, I would consider it now, yeah. Now you would, huh? Yeah. yeah. Bet you would. You like traveling now. You I mean, I traveling across the country. But... <laughs> You can't now because of what the pandemic? No, because of work. But oh. if, I, if I could, I would. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, so even if you're an American citizen, you they pay for your grad studies. Yeah, it's that's not um, bad. That's really. I don't know why. Why would they do that? What's the What's the benefit? I guess like tourism. I guess I don't know. Like having people go there and bring like, but it's um, free. Like you're not. Oh, because you'd buy maybe, okay, over time, I guess you'd recover the cost that it would take to educate you in Germany. Germany? I'm going to type that up. That can't be right. Germany school is free for foreigners? Yeah. German universities offer free education to anyone, including Americans. Say it's abolished tuition fees for undergrad students at all public, okay. So at all public universities. That means that currently both domestic and international undergrads public can study for free. Damn. Why would, I mean, especially like, if you're young, it's not a bad deal. Free college? I mean, yeah. I guess just that your career opportunities would probably be limited to... How so? Things in Germany. Unless you study, like, very universal topics, like, I mean, computer science or what else can you study? Data science, math. Economics. Economics. Okay, yeah. So, like, you know, the STEM stuff. But yeah. if you study like history or like sociology, yeah, I mean, if you study like German sociology and German history, or actually, I don't know if you have a history major, you're just you're just well versed in global history. Yeah, um, I mean, you still the... speak, but you still have to speak the German language to like study. They're not going to teach stuff in the university in English. I don't think so, because like most, if not all, other countries, like English is kind of like standard. Like in terms of like, um, okay, let's look that up. German university language taught. Is that study in Germany in English? Interesting. Finding free English language program at public universities is not easy. Okay, so not all German universities are going to have courses in English. Some of them are, yeah, it looks like a lot. The majority of undergraduate courses at German University are taught in German. Yeah, so that kind of like limits you. Um, but I, I guess, yeah, if you study like coding or other science stuff, you might be able to take that. Yeah. Uh, elsewhere as well. That's not a bad idea as well, actually. Why don't, why haven't I heard of this? Why don't people like talk about this more? Hey, you know, university is really expensive in the States. Just go study in Germany and then come back. Why doesn't anybody? Because American exceptionalism. <laughs> we're elite here in the states <laughs> that's why because free healthcare and free education are uh of the devil wow yeah i mean they have free healthcare too i i'm not surprised if they have free healthcare well they have uh, universal healthcare so like, universal healthcare yeah oh uh, yeah wow it's just life is i mean even if you look at like the fr the freedom index i don't think the u.s is even on in like the top five Freedom index? Is there a happiness index? I want, I want to see the happiness index for a country. World Happiness Report. All right, that's based on Wikipedia. Oh, World Happiness Report 2021. Okay, overview. Life under COVID. Oh, man. I bet the rankings are different. It's probably COVID. worse now, too. Well, if everybody got hit hard, then maybe it all, like, since everybody gets hit hard, maybe the rankings stay the same. But would you rather get hit with it in the u.s or korea the pandemic yeah I, uh, every country had a different response so i guess that also would impact rankings korea i think is doing better with covid than the u.s is although you know we're, we're getting close now u.s with all the vaccines i hope the full recovery or something really close to normalcy is 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 near us maybe like yeah. around august but I mean, Korea before then has been doing well with COVID. So I'd imagine COVID during the year 
Korea during the year of COVID would have been better, maybe. I don't know. I think so. But, uh... I mean, you just, I mean, you've, you've heard of all these, like, um, for lack of a better term, amenities that the government provided to their population that the U.S. just didn't do because, you know, oh, like, who's going to pay for this? Yada, 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 yada. Well, it's obvious, like, we are going to pay for it. And if we want it, then give it to us. Who, who did that? The Asian countries? No, I'm just saying, like, in terms of just, like, um, like well-being type amenities that the government provided to their um, population so, or to their, uh-huh. their people, their citizens. Uh-huh. Where, like, you know, you, for example, places like Korea and other Asian countries where they had forms of contact tracing, but also provided ways for, like, okay, like, if you have to quarantine, like, here are resources that you can use to, like, get the things that you need, right? Like, whether it was, like, food or this or that, like, there was things that were provided to you to, to assist making things easier. But here, that none of that took place, right? Like, it was just, like, Wild West. Like, every state, every city, every county, everybody mm. was, like, on their own. Each like, on their own. Figuring How do you out. know this? How do you know this about Korea? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, not necessarily Korea directly, but, like, there's people that, like, we work with that I spoke to you about like what they were experiencing and oh, when they traveled stuff. Yeah. And it was oh. like night and day experience. Oh, I see. Yeah. That's the thing about the States, right? Each state can like, they're not beholden to strict federal guidelines and they have, they can, they can um, govern their own state as they wish, yeah. but it's also the blessing because that's how you get diversity across the nation. That's true. You can't and, have everything. And also, Korea is... I mean, I don't know if this is happening in Korea, but Korea is a lot smaller, too. And, like, a lot of the... Like, a lot of the menus that Korea has that's unique to Korea, like, mm-hmm. you can get food delivered anywhere for free, kind of. Like, you don't have... You don't need to have, like, a delivery service like DoorDash or Grubhub to get your food delivered. Like, it's part of uh, the service if you order food from a restaurant, like, to get yeah. your food delivered without an extra fee. But they can do that as well because the country is a lot smaller. So the cost of transportation isn't that high. But don't you think that, like, and that's understandable, like, you know, in terms of, like, the location proximity. Yeah, But, like, don't you think that because of the fact that, like, we have, just from a pure, like, um, human capital standpoint, as well as, like, infrastructure standpoint, we have the ability to do those things. So why don't we do those things? Like, distance is not an, an issue anymore when there's a Starbucks on every block when there's a mcdonald's on every block like the things like things are there to do those things i think it's just a lot of it is is like there's just there's such a high emphasis on um like private privatization of things that like in terms of like providing um experiences that like are um not so beholden to like there's no such thing as a free lunch like you know, that's why those things won't happen, right? Are you basically, I mean, you're saying it's very capitalist and we... Yeah, which I think capitalism is a good thing, but like it's to the point where like... It's too it, much. Yeah, it, it it stifles providing uh, access to basic necessities. Well, I mean, I don't know if I classify food delivery services as a basic necessity. Oh, why not? <laughs> well, because we don't need it. We've survived without it. What about the mom who has to stay home with her infant and can't go to the store? Ah, uh, okay. Uh, well, we do, we do have food delivery services and grocery delivery services. You have to pay for them. Now, whether now you're saying if that's a basic need, but she's gonna starve if she doesn't get her food delivery. She might be able to get you know she might be able to go out. Or but it might impact friend. her well being though. Oh, it's interesting. Okay, like so taking care of a baby and trying to grocery shop at the same time. All right. So, so during this time, during COVID, the, the question is: Is food delivery service a basic need? And you're saying it. You could make a case for it. You can make I think a case, so. and especially for our, like more. Uh, I don't want to say at risk, but, but the demographics that would need it more. But for example, in your case, maybe a mother or a father who's at home. As a single parent taking care of the kids. Um, let me think. I'm going to play devil's advocate. 
why would it now? Because so far, even before the pandemic, we wouldn't call that a basic need. Uh, but, uh, you know, we would call health a basic need as well. But for so long, that wasn't. No, but not everybody had access to it, too. So maybe food delivery services is, could be a basic Because food is a basic need. Okay, so food is. So would access to food also be a basic need? Because if you even if you have food, if you don't have access to it, there's no point to having food. It's, yeah. Hmm. Okay, so food access would be a basic need. Would food delivery a basic need? I think I think after this past year, I think there's a I, I would argue to say that I think it is a basic need. I think it's But but do be people starve without it? Or are you you're saying it's a basic need because if you get if you during this time if you try to get food right now you put your health at risk so putting your health at risk which is another basic right getting compromised getting that compromised in the pursuit of food makes the pursuit of food making that easier and save a basic need as well i think so because like i mean even yeah. let's say for example hmm. interesting for um senior citizens right like yeah it's true. there's no programs outside of like volunteer, I guess not uh, nonprofit organizations that are able to provide services that like adequately deliver the things that they need. And so that's in and of itself, that's one like demographic right there that needs that kind of service. But don't and, then, uh-huh. in order, and then to charge absorbent prices in order to get things delivered, you know, these people aren't working. Their um, yeah, their social, uh, security, social security is right. not that much, right? Um, so why not have a include that in, in into the you know uh, infrastructure improvement plan that let's say Biden has? Yeah, I haven't taken a look at that, but um, yeah. Uh, well, what if they go to an elderly home, right? Wouldn't they 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 would provide food for them mm. at the elderly home? I mean, that's a possibility, but like. Those homes, those those homes are not very great for well being for like old elderly people. So yeah, like but then but then we're going to murky territory where we're saying like well being is a basic need. Everybody has, everybody's varying levels of well being, right? So like, defining what a what what sufficient level of a well being is the basic requirement would I imagine it would be very. Uh, varying like a lot of different opinions there so what if we limit our conversation just to access to food they would still be able to access food if they were in an elderly home though at least just that basic yeah. right that we're contending right now yeah okay so that's addressed there and then for people who are not elderly hmm. let's say disabled people let's say people that um you know single parents that can be difficult at times like but the way disabled people get access to food did that change during the pandemic i that's a good question i don't know yeah i don't know were they more at risk i I imagine they were more at risk but everybody was more at risk too depending on you know whatever the um the disability disability that you had right yeah 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 because i i I don't or i saw and read that if you do have some other like precondition or health condition or pre-existing health condition yeah then covid would make it more dangerous for you um but if the disability is physical simply physical um you know simply is not the best word to put it but it's it's physical and you go you can still go to the groceries as you would before too assuming that pre-existing health condition that you had is your disability is not uh not an impediment to to go about your daily activities or it's not a risk to um, like a, an added risk that would make COVID, COVID more dangerous to you, then is that still a basic, is food delivery services still a basic need? Because you and I, okay, let's just take you and I, for example. You and I still went to the grocery, right? Yes. To pick up food. So would that make us exempt from candidates of having food delivery services as a basic need for us? I, I would imagine so. yes, because we have that ability to also like use caution and judgment that those people with disabilities wouldn't be able to use, right? Like, or be able to exercise can, as well. You know, exercise, eating well, being able to go get checked 
um, as frequently as we need to get like the tests. Um, you know, we have, there's no real impediments to, you know, our judgment skills in terms of like high risk situations and whatnot. Mm. Yeah, I could see a case for it, but not for everyone then. So then if the thing is like if food delivery service is not a basic need for everyone, is using the word basic a misnomer? Because, you know, it's not basic for everyone, but then by definition, then do we really call that? Is universal basic income basic? (laughs) If everybody has it, then it's universal. I guess basic would vary. Yeah, it would vary depending on people too. Like you said to the elderly, you know, people who are more at risk too. Maybe their access to food would be so much more dangerous than it would be for like people like you and me such that safe access to food or additional service to make access to food safer, it would be basic, basic need for those people. Cause, cause we go, so this, that's like the satisfaction of a requirement, the effort it takes for satisfaction of a requirement will vary depending on people, but the satisfaction of that requirement, the health requirement, food requirement, whatever it is, that's basic for people. Everybody needs to have that requirement. So we can call it that basic. So yeah, so based on that, since that basis exists for everyone, we'll call that basic. But universal, I guess, would be different because you and I don't wouldn't need uh, those additional services to access food necessarily. So not universal. So okay. So so, but so what we are saying is access to food is a basic need, but food delivery services is not necessary for everyone. So therefore, it's not a basic need. The basic need is access to food. So whatever it takes to satisfy that requirement is what's needed. So by extension, food delivery services is not necessarily a basic need. I rest my case. Because you don't need it. You and I don't necessarily need it. It would be nice, but we don't need it. I think it should still be considered. uh... (laughs) But we don't need it, dude. It doesn't matter whether it's it's having yeah, that access course, yeah. still. Because but we still have might, access. But there might be a day when you do need it. How do you know that you're not going to get diagnosed with cancer in, in two years? Maybe, maybe. But then if we do that, then once, you know, once there are requirements around your health um, and you fall below a certain threshold, then then you get access to it. But right as of now, it's not, it's not your basic need. It's not my basic need, right? But you just listed you, you a bunch might of need it at some point. Why give yeah, people social true. security? Why have people paying to social security when they're not going to need it until they're, you know, in their sixties? So what you can do right now is you can start getting taxed for food delivery services so that when you do get older, you get that afterwards. Cool. <laughs> but not now. I'd, I'd be down with that. You'd be down with that. <laughs> and just have all those credits just stacked in like a mutual fund. I'm down, proposing another tax <laughs> uh, tax reform tax reform proposal right here i'm down why not okay okay yeah so okay so it's a deferred like a delayed basic need then yeah but not now like, then it's you something that will be practical like i mean with a like with a social security like there's already not like i'm already not going to be getting much from my social security so why not apply it towards something that i'll be able to like practically use you know, when you get your social security check, you get the whole check, right? But then you could do you get to use that check for whatever you want, including food delivery, right? Yeah, but if it's like, hey, you get, uh, we'll apply this to like uh, an Uber Eats fund <laughs> or like a DoorDash <laughs> fund, <Uber Eats>. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just get like what is this like a like, pension <laughs> fund but for Uber Eats? <laughs> <laughs> then you get like ten years. Of like a special Eats Uber delivery. Eats program, yeah, <laughs> for retirement. <laughs> Maybe that's a new product that they should design. That'd be pretty <laughs> sick. That'd be so. Uh, I mean, I, I use wonder. it so much now. Uh-huh. Like, I are it's already like there's so many times where it's like inconvenient for me to cook. That, uh-huh. Like, I can imagine that when I'm older, there's gonna be so many times where I don't want to go to the grocery. Yeah, store, yeah, yeah. You know. Maybe that's what they should do, like a rewards <laughs> program. So it'll be like, do you know how you know how you can have rewards for like credit card? So, but for Uber Eats, if you have, you maybe you can do a rewards program. But if you decide to use that rewards, like fifty years down the line, you have more rewards, and they can only access it like when you're like fifty or sixty or something like that. Maybe they'd that's the a, program. They'd have a customer for life. <laughs> you, 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 you would be a customer. Oh, yeah, <laughs> well, that doesn't. That's an interesting product. Hold on Dude, one second. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Hey Google, 
stop. <laughs> I do the same thing. Uh. I'm making a crispy pork belly. Really? Yeah. Oof. Is that uh? Wait, wait. What cuisine is that then? Filipino or just just it's just it's just crispy pork belly? Uh, I don't know. I mean, cause like, isn't that also like, isn't there like very different variations? I know it's called like in Filipino food culture is called I think lechon. Where? What culture? Lechon in uh, the Philippines, I think is what they call it. Okay, cause I've only had crispy pork belly. I think in Filipino cuisine, maybe Thai. But I think general Filipino. Chinese too, right? Oh, maybe, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe, yes. Yes. I see. So how are you... Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, <laughs> you smoke <gosh>. detector. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're going to need a fan or something. Oh, that worked. Did you just take the smoke detector out? <laughs> you it's just not... It's not even like smoky, so I don't know what's going on. I mean, it detected whatever it was. Carbon monoxide or something. That's too sensitive. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I was randomly, not randomly, but um, I was looking up um, like signs of verbal abuse. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm facing any verbal abuse, but uh, uh, like a peer, I, I, a peer's peer might be facing uh, verbal abuse. And I was like, because sometimes the lines of verbal abuse can be blurry. Like if you call someone like stupid, is that verbal abuse or not too? So I looked it up to try to understand more. And you know, one of the uh, criteria, criterion for it being verbal abuse was if you call someone names and then if they start getting offended a little bit, you like chalk it off to them being like oversensitive or you like declare that's like they're being or they're being oversensitive or you say like i was just joking or what not too and then as soon as i read that line i, I thought I, I immediately thought of victoria from um uh the bachelor because i don't know if you watched the whole thing but do you remember <laughs> when yeah. it was like after the uh not the final rose but you know they were all gathered together to recap their experience in the bachelor she was she like asked someone who she uh attacked like are you sure you're not like a little too sensitive do you remember that a little yeah, bit I do and now i immediately thought of that i was like oh my god maybe that was a like a textbook example of verbal abuse then no I'm, it was she was definitely she's like a super predator a super what predator a super predator <laughs> yeah <laughs> predator is different I wouldn't call that predator. Uh, yeah, predator she's abusive. Can, we guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Abusive. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's what it was. Yeah, you know, because we, because the words like bullying and actually the word bully came out a lot. But I don't know if I recall the words verbally abusive to characterize Victoria. Um, and sometimes verbal abuse is is such a blanket term. It's like a general. So the, the specific examples that would characterize verbal abuse kind of elude me. So I had to look that up. And then, you know, they listed more clearly, like, what ex- examples there are that would make it verbal abuse. And then that example popped up where, you know, if you insult somebody, but then you, you know, when they try to, when they seem upset, you, like, ask them and you brush it off them. as, like, oh, are you being overly sensitive? Or, oh, this is just a joke. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was, a, that was a learning point for me. Not that I, not that I do that, but <laughs> I mean, we can, I think all people can at times, um, exhibit those things, maybe not intentionally, but without knowing do, do certain things that like could be considered abusive. It's not like you're a habitual abuser or like, um, yeah, but you know, we can all inhibit those things or exhibit those things at times, I think. Yeah. Okay. So here's a board, just so that I recall correctly. It says they insult or attempt to humiliate you. Then they accuse you of being overly sensitive or say that it was a joke and you have no sense of humor. So like this, this, this is what reminded me of Victoria. This is from healthline.com, by the way. But I don't. So you said, you know, we can all, I know I've done that before. Do you insult or attempt to humiliate someone? And then you say you're being overly sensitive and say it was a joke? Not purposefully, but I know I've done it before. How do you not purposely 
insult someone. Like for me, for like example. I'm I'm the type of person that like if I like if I like people, if I like interacting with them, I I'm not sure why I do this, but I like to give people a hard time and that's my way of showing that I like them. So I see. So for example, times, there are times where like there's been people that, you know, we've that we know that, you know, I've said certain things, not like maliciously, just like out of jest. Um, and I like I'm never the type to like where I'm going to like I don't say things that like um, humiliate them per se. It's just like joking around like, um, you know, I'll make a comment of like, oh, well, you know, we're not going to like we won't add you to this group unless you like pay me five Bitcoin or something like that. When that's they not, ask to like, that's not an insult or no, but like, if they ask to like join a, like a, a chat thread or something like that, like I'll just like give them a hard time in that instance. There's some people that might find that like based off of their background, they might find that as uh, potentially like, um, I don't, I don't think abusive. They, they would hurt. call that like rude maybe. Yeah. Being yeah. rude. That's not, um, yeah, it's not so abusive it, though. It's not abusive, but it's it it it's similar. It could be similar to some degree. I don't do it all the time, um, and then when I do find out about it, I stop and you know I, I try to joke within the bounds of what people are okay with. But for somebody who's abusive, they don't care. They're just going to steamroll people. They're just going to keep doing that all the time. They're just going to keep saying those things that humiliate people um, on purpose to like get under people's skin. So I guess that's where that difference is. But you know, I've done I've done actions yeah, that I, people could potentially if they don't know me assume that like i'm like uh, a jerk or a you know um a mean-spirited person i see i wouldn't call that verbal abuse do you maybe maybe at most it can be perceived as rude uh, but i do acknowledge like, <clears throat> abuse uh the um, not prerogative but the burden slash like the right to call something verbal abuse really mm-hmm. lies with the victim mostly. Yeah. Like the attacker, you know, <laughs> you know, like as this first book, this bullet that I'm reading says like, they'll chalk it up. I was like, Oh yeah, there's no sense of humor from this guy. If this, if they perceive it as verbal abuse, like if that's the definite, if that's how the uh, verbal, sorry, let me just turn off. But if that's how the verbal abuser uh, perceives it, then that doesn't mean that's how that's, that's a true state of affairs. So yeah, the, Definition really lies, I think, um, primarily with a victim. But even in that case, your example, I don't think that's a... Yeah, at most, that's rude. You didn't try to humiliate someone. You were trying to joke with someone. I think there needs to be an intent to yeah. humiliate or insult, which wasn't your case. But if so. somebody didn't know, like if somebody's in like a general chat thread... And like they see me giving this person a hard time, they may not know that we already have like a relationship where like we kind of throw jabs at each other, or like yeah, but... you know we're we're mean to each other. Yeah. Um, but I don't do that. With, so I don't do that with people I don't know. I don't do that to people that like I have no relationship with. It's usually with people that like I know very well. Um, there's kind of like already established history where they kind of like know my personality and I'm not like that all the time. It's just like, you know, um, I like to, I like to joke, I guess. Dude, we all do. <laughs> we all do. I don't think that was verbal abuse. No, that's, that's different. I mean, the, the, what you did versus what like Victoria did in the bachelor are completely different things. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't call that verbal abuse. So I don't think this is something that like naturally, an average person would necessarily engage in. Although you think, you know, we all do that sometimes. I don't, I don't think so. We can display the, we can display. We can display elements that may be like for that would, uh, would be required for verbal abuse, but they're not verbal abuse because verbal abuse requires many more components. Yeah. Yeah. Verbal abuse requires many more components, but there might be some components that, you know, they're verbal abuse where like we joke a little bit. We say, oh, yeah, you know, this is a sense of humor stuff, too, which yeah. is shared between verbal abuse and maybe us like jostling and like jesting a little bit. But there's there are other components in verbal abuse that are yeah. absent from your example, which is like intent to insult someone or humiliate someone. Yeah. Which yeah. I mean, I think that's why, honestly, in my opinion, I think more people should see therapists and like get like 
even if you don't need it, it's one of those things I think it's like you're better off doing it before you find yourself in a place where you do need to speak to somebody in that like uh, mental health space before you end up in a place to where it's like, what's going on with my life? Like what's going on? Like, you know, going through whatever crisis it is that you're going through. But now, now you're talking about just being able to d- detect verbal abuse before it keeps going undetected. Um, I mean, I, not even just else. like being able to detect that. I think like for people, I just think everybody should be a, see a therapist at least once in their life because they either could be an abuser or they could be a victim. Interesting. I wonder how what a session between an abuser and a therapist would sound like. Would the therapist like directly say you're being abusive? Probably. You, I don't know if I've seen that scenario, especially in the media. I don't know, the media yeah. is not the greatest example to turn to um, examples of therapy and what is typical in therapy. But like, you don't you don't see examples. I I haven't heard of examples where a therapist directly like tell someone you're being abusive. No, they would. Like it's you a very really? objective conversation. Yeah, like because I, I I go to a therapist um, uh-huh. uh, two to three times a month. Uh Um, from like, because of like previous, um, situations, um, that I was going through dealing with like, uh, anxiety and whatnot. Uh And it's a very objective experience. Like they're going to like, they're not, there's no sense of bias. And like, in that instance, if you are like a serial abuser, um, they will tell you, they might report you depending on what it is. No way. No, I don't think they can do that. No, they can. They're mandated reporters. Really? I thought it's yeah. only if they like lives are at risk or something. Uh, there's some confidentiality, probably boundaries that they'll have to respect, and maybe that those will, will will restrict them from reporting the abuser. Let me see. Can but it also depends on like if there's like children that are involved. Like there's a oh, lot of different nuances okay. there. Yeah. I see. I see. But what if you're in like just in a in a relationship, like a romantic relationship, and you're a partner of someone, and the, you not you specifically, but this person A is being abusive to their partner. In that case, I don't, I don't, I think the blinds are a lot blur- blurry of the therapist would report that person. Probably, yeah. I think it would really depend. I but... see, I see. So in the case of suspected child abuse, therapists must file a report they have reasonable suspicion about child abuse. This is from HuffPost, but yeah, yeah it's okay. So yeah, so it's, there, so it's not just if you're an abuser. If you have other parameters around your abuse, that meet the criteria for reporting, then you'll be reported. Yeah. Right. Yes. So not all abuse would be necessarily detected or reported. Potentially not, but it would be, I don't know, to be honest, to that extent, I don't know what would and what wouldn't, but I do know that I, like a therapist, they are required to, um, share that and then also um some uh therapists uh, if the patients are okay with it they do record sessions also so and that's for like training purposes and right that but that's still protected under confidentiality true but if i mean again it depends on what the abusive scenario is so like they could potentially report you right right whatever the, the like, abuse might be keyword being could so <laughs> Okay. Yeah, not all, all of right. <laughs> No, because here the example that I read is if it, if the child is in danger, then you know you'd report. But if it's in like a romantic relationship, but I don't know if that necessarily qualifies as a full a requirement for so that's that's that satisfied for the therapist to be able to report. I don't. Okay. Yeah, how would a therapist go about telling a person yeah. they're being abusive? So, I mean, it's like, so specific details, what do they say? It really depends on the criteria. Right. What it is. Exactly. So, like, there's a whole bunch of, I mean, it could be sexual abuse. It could be physical abuse. It could be, I mean, if you're using verbal abuse to, like, try to coerce people to, like, like into sexual acts like that could be potentially reported i see i see yeah so i, I think it really depends on yeah there's a very loud number of scenarios too like yeah. i i wonder how a therapist would tackle like address working with an abuser because i imagine there'd be a large number of abusers that may have gone through abuse in their prior life or prior experience as well 
yeah. maybe that's what's driving their behavior. So maybe the therapist would try to address this past experience of abuse. And that's might, how they would frame it. They wouldn't say you're being abusive. They, 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 they would just try to dig in deep, deep to see what their history was, where their pain lies, what, what the history of their life is that's driving their behavior right now. And to address that, like those feelings and that history, not necessarily like work with a label of an abuser and like say you shouldn't be an abuser. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I would be curious to see how that play, plays out. Yeah. Um, but I do know that they are very like objective or they try to be very objective in black and white in, in instances in terms of like how they are communicating with you. I so I wouldn't be surprised if they said like, Hey, like what you're doing right now is coming from a place of a, a, a very abusive um, nature and you know, whatever they are asking you to like not do. Yeah. But what if the, cause you know, it's, it's still a client therapist relationship. What if the yeah. client goes like, no, I don't want to change my ways. I just want to, I just want to, um, continue to behave. In yeah. Way. I just want to be treated the way I should be treated. You know, that's what I'm really dissatisfied with or whatever other they, whatever other issue they want to work at. That's not related to their abuse. Then would a therapist oblige? Or with the therapist, I'll try to still like connect it back to the abusive behavior and maybe say, you know, I know you want to work on this issue, but still the root of it is, you know, this painful history and past yeah. that you had. Yeah, I wonder what goes through the mind of a therapist. Let me try to work through that. Yeah, I don't know, but I would it's assume. A client, yeah, it's still a client relationship, client-therapist relationship. Huh. Yeah. Interesting stuff. Why do we even get here again? Uh, oh, we're talking know. about verbal abuse. Oh, no, 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 we're talking about verbal abuse. <laughs> I don't know where that conversation started from, though. Yeah, I don't know where the verbal abuse. Uh, oh, you, you were talking about your smoke detector being sensitive, and that just triggered a memory. Oh, uh, okay. oh yes, yeah. So crispy pork belly. Going yes. back to crispy pork bellies. Are you done with your? Are you eating your crispy pork belly now, or no? I was making cooking? food. I was like, I try to like cook for like three to four days out of the week, mm -hmm. and so I figured I've been really craving pork belly, and I've been trying to figure out how to actually make it. So mm -hmm. this is the third time that I tried it, and it like actually came out with like a crispy crust. And you're using um, air fryer? No, I'm using the oven. Oh, using the oven? Interesting. Yeah. So you you using like um, a broiling rack or something? No, I just, uh, just have a baking pan. Uh, yeah, a regular pan, baking sheet, and then I put a um, cookie sheet on top. That's like the thing. It's like the the it's, it's like square wire rack or whatever, uh, a sheet that you like you can put on top of stuff to like let cookies air dry. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Isn't that a boiling rack kind of like yeah? It's a wired grid with and then it's you just... similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's similar. Yeah, okay. um, and so I just put that and then for the the pork belly, um, I just lathered it up in oil and then just put some salt, pepper and a little bit of thyme on top. Oh, you put thyme. I see. I yeah. see. How long do you bake it? You bake it, you bake it or broil it? Yeah, I baked it. So I did um, for the first hour, I did it at 350 with the um, skin down and then I flipped it over and did it for another hour. Um, at 400 <sighs> two hours yeah dude that's a lot of time <laughs> yeah but that's two hours i save for the next three to four days so you batch you just massively you just mass mass cook it yeah and then i like i have um some like i guess it's considered like vegan stir fry or whatever it's just like vegetable stir fry but there's yeah, no yeah. rice in it and then uh so i'm gonna eat that for like the next few days that's not bad. And so you just eat the pork belly, just season it with salt and pepper. That's it? That's it. How many pounds? Uh, three and a half. Three and a half. Yeah. And that's like what for you? Like two or three servings? Three servings? Yeah. If I do six ounces, it's like... Uh, oh, six? servings, yeah. Six ounces? Is, your, is that one of your meals then? Yeah, one meal. Six ounces of, of meat. Oh, dude, I try to eat one pound of meat. <laughs> What's in one sitting? 
Yeah, or 0.75 pounds. How much is that? So 16 ounces in pounds, so that would be like, yeah. what, 12 pounds? 12 ounces? Yeah, so double. I got to yeah. spread that out. Because I'm up really late a lot of times. So, like, mm. there's times where, like, if I do that in the morning, then, like, in the afternoon, then by the time it's, like, 8, 9 p.m., like, I'm going to get hungry either way. So I'd rather just space it out throughout the day. Mm. How many meals do you have in a day, then? Four? Uh, I have two meals with, like, three snacks in between. That's it? Yeah, so about five. I guess, I don't know if you can consider snacks a meal, but it's, like, I'll have, like, cashews and, like, uh, cheese and carrots as, like, a snack. Oh, it's like a mini meal. It's more than yeah. a snack. It's yeah. Kinda, yeah. So sometimes I'll eat that before I go work out. Um, so I usually don't eat breakfast very often. Uh-huh. Um, I usually will just have coffee. Sometimes I'll have like, I'll toss in MCT oil in my coffee. Um, what is that? It's like, it's basically coconut oil, medium chain tri- triglycerides. Oh, I see. Um, it's good for you because? Uh, there's like, because I, I typically eat a like low carb, high protein, high fat diet. So, um, in regards to like a coconut oil has and stuff like that. Yeah. Like it just helps with lowering, feeling a little bit more fuller throughout the day as well as like, um, energy distribution and and whatnot with that slow digestion. So, um, and then sometimes I don't put it in my coffee. Sometimes I just like my coffee, just black. I see. Yeah. Did you get your, uh, blood work done? Just, yeah, I do that every year. Yeah. Did you, my vitamin D levels are so low. That's, you know, who, uh, Mr. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Mr. Dan, no, not Dan. Uh, who's our friend? Who's our finance friend? Our finance friend? Yeah. We have so many. Uh, well, one of our finance friends, he had the same thing. And I think it's because everybody's been inside for so, uh, for so much this past year. Mm, I, yeah, that too. You know, but I, I'm eating a vitamin D supplement right now, you know, since Bro, I just... you got to go outside. You're not low on vitamin D? You're good? I'm not. I'm good. Cause Cause been, I, you just run. Yeah, I do a lot of running. So I still run every day. And now I'm just, I uh, started strength training about four weeks ago. What training? Strength training again. Oh, strength training. Oh, yeah. gyms are open. Yeah. So I go to this I gym see. in um, San Jose. Is it a chain or is it like a more boutique one? Uh, it's like a a one off like mom and pop type gym. So like, I see, I see it's some... it's all like powerlifters, weightlifters, okay, um, and like there's personal trainers that work there and stuff like that. I see. I wonder if twenty four hour fitness is now open. I think they are. <sighs> yeah. Oh, yeah. One of the agendas that I talked about about down here. Are you scheduled? I don't know if we talked about this, but are you scheduled for a vaccine? Or I got my first dose last week, bro. Oh, did did you tell me this before? No, I didn't. We didn't. I don't think we talked last week. Uh, Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Last. How was it? Do you know which one you got? Pfizer. I got got the Pfizer. Nice. So I got the first dose, and uh, but I had to drive an hour uh, out of town to go get it. Where was it? It was in Martinez. I don't even know where that is. Okay. It's like uh it's like Hickville. It's like up near like Fairfield. Hmm. Like Richmond area. Was it very suburban then? Uh more, more rural. Yeah, it was more rural, like backcountry, like Walmart oh, that's is like nice. their like the place they, they, they go for like entertainment kind of vibe. Nice, nice. I see. Yeah. Huh. Did you go there because that was like the only available appointment? Yeah, it was one of those things where like I was I was trying to get an appointment scheduled the entire time, uh-huh. and like it was so hard, and I just kept hitting refresh, 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 <laughs> and then finally something popped up on Walmart, so I went to Walmart to uh, for my vaccine. Oh, Walmart, really? Yeah. Interesting. You felt uh, safe at all. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was a good experience. Like, it was, like, legit, like, people that knew what they were doing that were, like, administering stuff. No so. side effects or anything that you uh-uh. felt immediately after? Uh-uh. But they said, I think it's the second dose they said is, like, when you're supposed to experience, like, the side effects and stuff. Mm, I see. So, I don't know, like, 
what to expect there. But I know some people that have had um, Johnson and Johnson and they were out. What do you mean? Like, like they sick took a little it. Bit. Yeah. And they were just like bedridden. Interesting. Yeah. I would imagine if I have to get a vaccine, I would want to get the Pfizer one, but you just got lucky, right? You just got, they just pulled out the Pfizer one for you. Yeah, well, I wanted to take the Johnson and Johnson one just because, like, okay. I wanted to get the vaccine before I left, and I was worried that, like, it would I would have to wait super long, and then like I would have to like fly back and come get it for the second dose. Yeah, but um, it's only twenty one days uh, between first and second, so I get it um, right before you leave. Yeah, so I, I they get the second dose on the 29th. Nice. That's not. Yeah. That's yeah. That's good. Well, congrats, dude. Yeah, halfway there. <laughs> Do you feel much safer going out now? And, um, or yeah. Not really, or? I mean, like, yeah, I, I would definitely say so because, like, I still try to... Socially um, distance and stuff? Yeah, I try to get tested pretty regularly, oh. uh, at least, like, twice a month. So, like, I feel like I've been, like, pretty diligent with regards to, like, making sure that I'm okay. And then, like, my parents got it first in my family um and so mm-hmm, once they right. took it i was like you know what like i might as well do the same thing too um and so uh that was the biggest thing for me is that like i didn't want to since i interact with my parents and i helped them right stuff, definitely text regularly too yeah 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 no yeah that makes sense that's responsible okay well that's good to hear yeah are you gonna I schedule ha- or do uh, i should i should when when do aren't our vaccines supposed to be like wait how did you get one so soon it's the 16th yeah i had to go to martin i had to go to martinez to get it wait are we even eligible to get it you can if you have like things that are like concerning like i have like a history of really bad like asthma that's so that's also another thing too oh really oh okay okay that's why i I listed that as like my reason my reasoning for doing it but oh damn that's you can also that's call dangerous at, for you then. Yeah, you can COVID also call yeah. at the end of the day. And a lot of times they have You told me um, about this, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So when there's you try this, to stop by and then you try to get in. Yeah, when I went biking with my mom. But yeah. there's this site uh that I follow, um, or this Twitter page that I follow that it's called uh Vaccine Bot, Bay Area Vaccine Bot. Uh-huh. And they just tweet out like it's like uh, bot messages of like, oh, this location has like um, appointments available and they have like vaccines that they need to um, get rid of. Yeah, get rid of Use. Uh-huh. locations below. And then you could just like click the link and sign up. Oh, right. Yeah, that's the thing with those vaccines too. Like the Moderna one, I think needs to be kept at like frozen temperatures. Yeah. Like ridiculously frozen temperatures to be able to maintain them. Yeah. Huh. I didn't know you had to. Uh, severe history of asthma yeah i've had it's it's pretty bad like when i get sick um i do have to like um be careful because like it can get pretty bad where like i I definitely have to like start using my my inhaler again and stuff so i don't need to use it all the time but it's something Uh i do have to be careful of so like last time when i got sick it was pretty bad like in terms of like breathing and stuff like that so always yeah yeah, well i mean then going back to that discussion we had about food delivery services being a piece of right i would guess that that would apply to you and that would have definitely helped you feel safer yeah for sure yeah sure how did you get your food delivered do you use amazon prime like whole foods prime or just went out with a mask uh i mean i didn't you're talking about this past year yeah I usually just went to the grocery store myself. I see, I see. Yeah. Yeah, I have another friend who also has asthma too. And yeah, I think he was more alert, more careful. Because you just don't know what's going to like trigger it. If it's like allergies or... Well, I mean, just having COVID. If you get COVID and you have asthma too, then I imagine that could be a very scary situation. So... Yeah. Yeah. Does asthma affect your running a little bit or? Um, it depends on how like strenuous it is. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't had any issues um, when I did my two half marathons. 
but oh. there's been times in the past, like uh, when I was doing like CrossFit competitions and stuff, like that would trigger it where I just like end up with like, just like a bunch of mucus in my like airways and stuff. Um, oh. And like breathing definitely gets labored. And so I, I usually ha- try to have my uh, asthma prescription up to date. I also have like heart problems <laughs> too. Oh yeah. You don't need to share too much on the podcast, dude. <laughs> no, I, I don't mind, but oh. uh, yeah, I was born with like a irregular heartbeat. So like I have to like periodically go get checked, get checked to make sure that like things are, are normal. Wow. I had no idea. And you, you, you stay pretty fit in general. I try to, I mean, sometimes that's not, that's not always possible. Yeah, I'm sure you stay more fit than me for sure though. I don't think I've exercised like legitimately exercised in a year. No running, no. Okay, no, forget, not a year. Uh, but maybe even now we're like at like the eight month mark now. <laughs> yeah, so not a lot of running. No, uh, no push-ups. No, like, yeah, you know, no body weight strength exercises. Why not? Um, but I mean, it shows up in my blood work. Like, I have not been as healthy. I'm definitely not as healthy as I was like a year and a half ago. Why is that? I mean, I didn't exercise at all. I do you like, are you the, like, cause like there's some people that will do it even though they like really don't like to do it. Are you, would you say you fall into that category of like you do it because it's like, you know, it's good for you. Oh, exercising. Yeah. No, I do like doing it. Um, I mean, I like, especially playing basketball, but you can't, you, you could not have played basketball during this time oh, unless yeah. when you went to a foreign country, I don't know, wherever that, that may be. Um, so like if I don't play basketball, like my motivation to get stronger, like do strength lifting and stuff decreases as well too. Mm. So yeah, that all just dominoed. Um, yeah. Yeah. Are you in the latter category where you like, you do it cause it's good for you or you like it? Uh, I'm the opposite. So like I played a lot of sports growing up yeah. and I don't like playing sports as much anymore, to be quite honest. Um, oh. And I would rather just work out. So I'd rather just go to the gym and like. Oh, oh interesting. I want to know why. Why don't you like playing sports? It's just not the same. Like unless it's like I'm going into like a tournament or something like that, or like there's some competitive aspect to it. I don't just like playing just for the sake of like playing. Playing. Is there still competition? I mean, like, I, what what sports did you play? Uh, I played the longest sport I played. I played soccer from kindergarten until freshman year of high school. And then from sophomore year, uh, I played a year of varsity football. And then I played three years of varsity volleyball. I see. There's still competition in those sports, right? Even if you go like intramurals or... I would have to do like intramural or something like that. I couldn't just do like casual, just like basketball games. You could do casual. You had wait. You 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 didn't mention basketball. You play basketball too. Uh, I played basketball in like junior high. Junior high. Yeah. So you can't play pickup basketball games. That's not competitive enough for you. It's not fun. It's not fun. <laughs> like maybe I would play like twenty one, but I wouldn't play like a legit basketball game because I would take it too seriously too. You did. <laughs> I can imagine you take this seriously. <gasps> oh man, yeah. It Which would not is be why fun playing with you. That's why, like, and that's the thing I don't really talk about a lot with people is like, I, I can be really competitive and I try not to because I'm the type of person where if we're going to play a game, like when I get into that mode, all I care about is beating you. I don't care about anything else, like how you feel or anything like that. I'm just going to do whatever it takes to push my point, push myself to the point of like crushing you. I see. <laughs> see. I don't know if you're trying to <laughs> sell yourself as a competitor or be completely objective here, but let's say if you were in a, a pickup basketball game, then would you be with the type of person who would uh, foul a person with abandon or no? Not necessarily foul with abandon, but I'm going to put pressure on you. Like That's all good then. What's so bad about that? You know, that's okay. As long as you don't hurt someone. Well, like... Mm. You're playing. 
it's just it's i it's just i i i can't do it and even like with with team wow. sports too because i also take it personally so when we lose i look at it from the standpoint of like what could i have done to make our team win and so i like just to avoid all of that i just don't play team sports anymore um <laughs> unless it's like i'm going into like some like paid league or something like that or like i'm like that's why i like crossfit competitions because it's just me by myself and maybe my gym other people from my gym are competing also so you would, uh, so and you then get... we're a team but we're also competing against each other i see so you would get on your teammates your teammates like did poorly and you lost huh no i put it the burden on myself Oh, that's not bad. I mean, I mean, it's not good, but I mean, you're not going to insult anybody or be like, just let your anger out on anybody else too. Uh, it's just, I just... People can get really intense and pick up basketball too. Like, it's, you're not alone. People, some people can get really intense anyway, but people still like it. Dude, we should play sometime. Nah, I'm cool. <laughs> you're cool? <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Oh. I didn't know you, yeah. Wow. You you get so hot in team sports that you choose to step away from it. Yeah, it's just not worth it. Yeah, it's part of the fun, though. It's, part it's of not the worth the anxiety is what kills me, and it's not worth it. Anxiety in, in sports, not anger. Anxiety and anger. Oh, interesting. I see, and that anxiety is not there when you're doing like your body lifting sport as much. Yeah, because I'm just competing against myself. So like, the only loser is. Is you? <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Huh. Yeah, I'm still thinking that through. Well, topic for for another podcast. We're at the hour, dude. That was quick. Yeah. I mean, it's been a while too, so maybe it felt fresher and maybe faster. Therefore. Yeah. All right. So this is where I lost audio. So we'll cut it short there. Uh, we didn't say too much, so you guys didn't miss much. All right, goodbye folks.